0: Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Carlo Gonzalez. You probably know me as Some Dude eighty eight on Twitter as S U M D O O D eighty eight, and or from my other podcast, the Weekly Nightly Podcast, where I've been doing for about two and a half years now, and covering the Golden Knights about the, around that same time. Uh, if you are looking for hockey. NHL news, go check out locked on NHL, your daily podcast, everything on everything happening around the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. So subscribe to locked on NHL today wherever you get a podcast. So it is Monday uh, today. And the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens played two games over the weekend. The series is now tied two and two. Uh, just a recap. Uh, both games were very, very close and could have gone either way. I thought in both games, the better team lost each game. And I want to talk about the, some of the stories that came out of the weekend's game. Uh, For example, the lack of scoring from the top six, which I have been talking about since uh, like last episode. I talked about it last episode, probably the episode before that. And also the big controversial, surprising move by Pete DeBoer starting Robin Leonard in game four. But before that, I want to just recap on what happened in the games, because there's a, a few other small storylines I want to just pick and prat about before I get to the big ones. I think that in game three was probably, in my opinion, the best game the Golden Knights played in the series. I know they won game one four, one, but. The first period of that game, Montreal was the better team. Vegas had to really survive that first period. And then after that, it was all Vegas. It was 4-1. But game three on Friday, Vegas played a complete 60 minutes. Unfortunately, the game didn't last 60 minutes. It lasted a little bit over. He went to overtime because of a very unfortunate play by Marc-Andre Fleury. I thought throughout the game, Vegas controlled most of the puck possession. Montreal couldn't do anything at all. They had one goal after Vegas scored their first goal. And then they gave up a breakaway to, I believe it was Caulfield that got that, uh, the first goal. But other than that, Vegas pretty much controlled pretty much most of the game on game three. And then, as I mentioned, with two minutes left, they were about to pull Carey Price. Uh, The puck went behind the net. Marc-Andre Fleury, as he's done the whole game, uh, and he was really good at it, tried to play the puck to send it to his defenseman, but with an unlucky bounce, went off his skates straight to Anderson, for a wide open net tie game game goes to overtime. I felt that goal really deflated the golden Knights and the golden Knights didn't really show up in overtime and Montreal got the winning goal. It was very unfortunate because the golden Knights could have gone with less pressure on game four. Maybe it's the the whole series could have looked totally different if they actually, got to win that game but on game four the story was a little bit different uh Vegas was the one who was getting outplayed by Montreal I thought Montreal played a really good game from start to finish but the controversial move there which I'm going to talk about a little bit more in depth later on is Robin Leonard was good he was actually I think he was the best goalie performance in this series probably since Marc-Andre Fleury in a Minnesota Wild series. I think uh, Robin Leonard played exceptionally well uh, with what he was given. And Vegas eked out a a goal late by noted goal scorer. Hold on, let me check my notes. Brayden McNabb. Uh, You could argue that that was somewhat of a soft goal that Carey Price let in, but it was a goal either way. Uh, it went through his uh it leaked past his uh between his arms and Braden McNabb tied a game and in overtime nikwa with a very patient uh move with from the rebound scores leading to the win by vegas and what i've noticed uh in this two games is that number like i said montreal played really well the four check Their forecheck was remarkable. And the way Montreal really stopped Vegas, like defended the middle of the ice on, on their own end really gave Vegas such, such a hard time generating offense. And I've got to credit Montreal for that. Our top six need to play better. Uh, either way they need to figure out a way to get past that defense but Montreal did a really really good job they also uh, scored on a breakaway Uh, the only breakaway goal uh, the only goal they had was on a breakaway by Cole Caulfield and that was just a big mistake left him wide open it's really hard for Leonard to defend that but Leonard was good Leonard was peppered by a lot of shots and Montreal had a lot of opportunities in front of the net, but Leonard was taking care of the rebounds. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more uh, later on the show, but Vegas defense also played well, but this series really took a turn. I think after stealing game four, if Vegas would have lost that, we would have been facing a 3-1 series. And I would have been sitting here talking about adversity again. If they're down 3-1, that probably would have been their biggest adversity in the playoffs. And everybody's been counting out Montreal. And they've shown, Montreal has shown that they can play with the Golden Knights. It's their very effective way of playing. Vegas has a tendency to play, to, to forget how to score playing teams uh, against teams like Montreal or Minnesota, right? We were worried about that when the other teams really clamped down middle of the ice, Vegas has a hard time uh, generating offense. Colorado has a different type of defense. Vegas didn't really had that big of a problem scoring on Colorado but that's because their defense is not big and they're not physical and you look at Montreal when you got Petrie you got uh, Edmondson you have Weber over there uh, Vegas legend John Merrill clogging up the middle of the ice it's really hard to generate offense And Vegas needs to figure this out because they could play the Islanders next series, which is, a I think, is a better version of Montreal. Now, Vegas uh, did tie the series, though, so it's it's now a best of three. This is the second time we're playing a best of three series, quote unquote, uh, after uh, Minnesota. If you remember, Minnesota also kind of came back. Uh, No, wait. No, no, no. Against Colorado, all right. Colorado, we came back down two zero, made it a two-two series, and came back and made it a best of three. Now can Vegas win next game at home? They pretty much I think every game is gonna be really be really, really tough. That was the first time Vegas won in Montreal in their entire franchise. And what a great what a great time to do that too now i think vegas needs to win game the game on tuesday game five because they do not want to go back to montreal in an elimination game vegas has a hard time winning in montreal we talked like like i said that was the first time ever they've won in montreal so i think next game is going to be a little bit more very important to uh really take control of the series if uh, I think, and put the pressure on Montreal. Now I want to go move on. And like what I talked about earlier is the big goalie situation that just Pete DeBoer talked about there. I have a lot to say on this, so I'm going to talk about it in the second, uh, in a bit, but before I do that, let me tell you about Bilt Bar. If you are looking for a delicious pre-game snack that's also healthy Built Bar is the way to go. It has nine delicious flavors such as coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. If you haven't tried any of the flavors and you don't know what to get, you can get our mixed box where you can get two uh, two of each of the nine flavors Built Bar is delicious and healthy at the same time. Most of the bars have 17 grams of protein, but only has 130 calories, four grams of sugar and four net carbs. It is also high in fiber. If you order today, you can get the raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So as I mentioned earlier uh in this episode, uh Robin Leonard started game four and he played great. I thought it, like I said, I thought it was the best performance since uh Marc-Andre Fleury's uh Minnesota early Minnesota Wild series. Uh when it was announced, a lot of people were debating if it was the wrong choice or not. A lot of people are thought that pulling Marc-Andre Fleury was a bad idea. And when you look at Fleury's numbers this postseason, uh, you understand why people are a little bit skeptical at at the decision. Marc-Andre Fleury has a 1.97 goals against average in a 9 one save percentage. That's good. That's very good. And the last time people saw Robin Leonard was the game one against Colorado Avalanche and he was a beating. So a lot of people, I feel like, had doubts on Robin Leonard, which, like I said, I understand why. But a lot of people forget how good Robin Leonard is. Robin Leonard won, was a Vesna candidate two years ago, won the Jennings Trophy twice now, if you include uh, this year's Vegas team. And then he was amazing in last year's playoffs, too. And people tend to forget that. I think the decision was made because it's not just the unfortunate misplay by Marc-Andre Fleury on Friday night. But Flurry has allowed a few very soft goals, in my opinion, in a, in a few games now. The one on, one uh one that comes to my head right away was the Colorado goal uh at the end of the first. I forgot which game though. I think it was Game Seven or Game Six, where Mark Andre Flurry allowed the first goal of the game at the end of the at the end of the period. When he was just trying to be too fancy, reaching over his shoulder, trying to catch the glove over his uh, the blocker side instead of just, you know, putting a shoulder on it or putting the blocker on the puck went in. There was another one where uh, it was a soft shot through his five hole that he should have gotten. It w- he already had the pads down. It just leaked through him. And flurry's rebound control has been a little bit suspect a few different times this series and his rebound control has been uh so the the one of the biggest ones was when belmar shot it uh from the side couldn't glove it scored a goal there's a few rebounds that came off flurry in this series too uh Colorado hasn't really, not Colorado, Montreal hasn't really capitalized on it just because the defense has cleared the pucks really well, but it's, it's starting to become a concern as I've observed flurry, flurry. I'm, I'm not saying flurry is playing terrible, terribly. He was, is not Martin Jones or anything, but he was showing some signs of wear and tear and maybe some lack of focus. So putting in Robin Leonard, I thought when, it, when they announced it, I I too was surprised. But I wasn't as negative about it as a lot of people on Twitter were. I thought, I I, I personally am a big Robin Leonard fan and I think he's a great goalie. And his performance really showed uh, some of the shortcomings that Fleury had. Robin Leonard... Robin Leonard's rebound control on Sunday night was amazing. Everything was sticking to him like like it was Velcro. Uh, He allowed one goal, which was a breakaway, which uh, against Cole Caulfield who's a very good goal scorer. And it's really 50-50 from there. Leonard, but also Leonard stopped a few. Oh, no, that wasn't that wasn't against Caulfield. That was against Byron, Byron, Byron. But he stopped Caulfield. He's the one who stopped Caulfield. On a, on a different breakaway and one in uh, overtime, although he did. I don't think he faced a lot of shots in overtime, but I thought it was a good choice. I It's hard to doubt Peter DeBoer. He's the coach. He's smarter than me. It, I, I, it's hard to really uh, criticize what he's doing, right? I remember two years ago. I, I think I said the story last episode. Uh, against san jose where vegas was uh peppering san jose uh they were up 3-1 most of the games were not even close martin jones was terrible but pete DeBoer stuck with him and it was the right call they came back and won it uh although controversially they won it but it was still the right call so i i think i trust pete DeBoer's decisions he knows this locker room pretty well and I don't think it hurts Flurry's ego. Flurry was cheering for Robin Leonard. If you watched, uh, when the camera focused on Flurry, he was cheering for Robin Leonard, just like how R- Leonard was cheering for Flurry when he was in the bench. And I think a lot of this internal goalie drama is a little bit overblown. And I think these two goalies are very, very good professionals and support each other. But the question now is. On game five, which goalie is Pete Borg gonna stick with? I personally think it should be Robin Leonard. I think the type of team Montreal is, I think Fleury, I mean, Leonard is the better option. I think against a a, a team like Colorado, I think Flurry was the better option. This is all on paper, though the, they have two different styles. The way Colorado plays up and down, fast break, odd man rushes, boom, 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 boom. I think is more suitable for that. He can go laterally better, you know, while uh, Montreal uh, is good at is getting rebounds, fighting in front of the net, doing cycle their forecheck, defense, counterattack, whatever. And I think if there's a net front battle, if they're looking for rebounds, I think Leonard is a better option, and I think uh, Peter Bor kind of uh, has that same mentality, maybe. But I think Leonard's going to, especially with this performance, Leonard's probably going to start Game Five, and after that, after, I don't know how he, Leonard performs after that. It's all, I, 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 I wouldn't know. I think Pete is using an advantage that he has to, or for having. And two elite goalies at his disposal. And I think he's using that advantage really well. And a lot of people are probably not going to like it, especially fans of Marc-Andre Fleury, which I understand. Marc-Andre Fleury has a very strong following, a very strong fan base. He's a very likable dude. But at the same time, I just want this team to win, okay? Okay. And I trust either goalie going into the net and it's not like they're putting, I know, like, yeah, like I said, Martin Jones in there, it's a Robin Leonard. Okay. We've seen him, how good he is. All right. And now there was a quote by Robin Leonard in, uh, in his post game interview, I thought was hilarious. I thought it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, he said that he came uh he got he came to the rink two hours early so he could watch guys talk shit on Twitter about him. Yeah. I I love this guy's mindset. He's using it as motivation when people doubting him. And I love it. I, I think the Golden Knights need to keep that. Uh, mindset too because a lot of the media and a lot of fan fan bases are really disliking vegas and they need to use that as their as their identity you know talk it talk shit about us you use as motivation I think that's a a, it's a cool uh, i'm i'm down to play the villain i'm down you know but it is what it is i think leonard is going to start next game I think Flurry. Well, we're not gonna see the last of Flurry. I think Flurry is gonna come back uh, if we play against Tampa, or maybe uh, I think. And if we play against uh, New York, I think uh, Leonard is a better fit for that. That's just that's just my opinion. I think Pete knows more than me. I'm not that smart. Uh, so that's uh, there's that. Uh, then I want to talk about a little bit of the problems that the Golden Knights are having against Montreal. Uh, but first, before I do that, I want to tell you about Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Hockey and basketball are deep into the playoffs right now, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and information from all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next puck drop, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the games as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% off welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. So the and the SportsNet broadcast brought up this graphic uh on today's game where it's game four, the series, and Alec uh, no. Not Alex Perry. Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone has one assist between them. One. They have not produced at all. And that's not counting the misfit line, who has zero goals between them. Either, also, the defensemen are the ones that are scoring for Vegas. The game-tying goal was scored by Braden McNabb. He's known for his offense, right? He's not. He's actually a very good defensive defenseman and barely scores. The last, his last playoff goal, guess what? Right, guess what his last playoff goal was? It was the serious clinching goal against the LA Kings. That's how long it's been since he scored in the playoffs. McNabb's not known for that so where's our forwards what happened to our forwards especially the top six because i think the third line where when they finally repeat pete put noshek on the top line and then they he reunited yanmark wa and tuck i thought those three has been the best line during these two games game three and game four They uh nick wa scored the game winning goal uh and with assist from talking patch already patch already just got into the ice for a change. uh to change uh yan mark went out patch already came in what well, i think it's still i think i counted as a third line goal but they have been they're the ones who've been generating very good offensive pressure great on the forecheck and uh, controlling the puck the other two lines i'm not counting the fourth line uh they're there for physical uh momentum change uh that I don't really expect the fourth line to score as much but the but the top six has been invisible this series. They barely generate offense. They barely control the puck and they haven't been passing well. A lot of their passes are blind passes uh which Montreal gets right away or passes straight through the skates and can't control it. It's it's hard to see Hard to see. I'd, I I expected Patcheretti to be extra motivated in this series, especially playing against his former team that he used to captain. But he hasn't been there, and, and and it's not just him. It's Mark Stone too. Is is losing Stevenson really that important to them? I mean, I talked about it before, where Stevenson's biggest compliment to the other two is. Taking the defense back and giving giving Stone and Pacquiao already space. But when they put Alex Tuck, Tuck has the speed and a lot of teams respect his speed, but they haven't, they still haven't shown up. They had to move Tuck back down to the third line, which I think, in my opinion, suits him the best because of all the mismatches he creates. But we need scoring from our top six. We cannot Count on our defense and bottom six all the time. Our stars needs to show up. Our stars needs to score. That's how Toronto lost their series against this team. Their stars couldn't show up. Matthews, Marner, nylander I guess showed up, but they they didn't show. They couldn't score any points. I don't want us to turn into the Maple Leafs, guys. Please. But you got to give credit to where it's due. I guess Montreal, especially the, the no line, are shutting down the top six of the other teams or the top line or whatever. But Vegas is better than that. Vegas needs to figure out how to generate offense in their top six or this this game. This is going to be a very hard series to, uh, to win, in my opinion. And I, I haven't even touched about playing Cody glass. I might talk about that tomorrow. I'm still really upset about him not drawing in, but like I said, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna talk about that tomorrow. Another news that came out today, uh, I mean, over the weekend is, um, Montreal's coach, uh, 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 got positive for COVID and he has to sit out 14 days, I think in quarantine. So he's pro- he's out for the rest of the series. And also general manager Kelly McCrimmon also got a positive COVID test, which I don't think affects Vegas as much uh, compared to losing your head coach. But it is something to keep an eye on. Uh, That's it for me uh, today. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about a preview of game five. I'm going to talk about a little bit more what Vegas can do, what Vegas needs to do and how important game five is. Uh, I'll talk about a little bit about the lineup and what I want to see from uh, from it. Uh, if you want to listen to the perspective of the Montreal Canadiens, you can check out Locked On Canadians of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And if you want to listen to the uh, the, the national uh, perspective of the series or the other series, you can check out uh, Locked On NHL uh, and go check out my other podcast. We're going to come out uh with an episode uh today too on monday of the weekly nightly podcast it is available on all podcasts uh, uh on all your podcast platforms wherever you get your podcast but yeah that's it for me today uh i still don't know how to end a podcast so thank you for listening